Okay, welcome back. Hey everybody. Whoever you are. Whoever whoever's tuning into this. I'm sorry, <laughs> ahead of time. <laughs> uh, well, we um, had kind of an eventful week. As far as news goes. Yeah, our president got impeached again. again. That happened. <laughs> yeah. Not that, I mean, the Senate's not going to try it yet, but... No. This is the only person in the history of the world to have been impeached twice. Do other countries do impeachments? I don't know. Sure. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but that feels right. I feel like that's the right statement. He's definitely the only president that's ever been Correct. impeached twice. That's for sure. Only one of the 45. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if the Senate's going to even, I mean, they have to now, I guess, since it's happened, but they have to try him. Yeah. It, it will be the new Senate though. It will be the 50, 50 Senate. Part of me wonders if that's why McConnell refused to do it so that like his Senate wouldn't be the one trying Trump, like someone else, some other Senate majority leader would have to deal with it. You know? Yeah. I mean, his his vote's going to be interesting because he hasn't really come out and given a distinctive answer on on what his opinion is right. specifically. All we know is that he del stopped delayed it until after the election or after the inauguration, mm -hmm. which is which is fine. Like, but whether or not he's going to vote to impeach, I don't know, or vote to convict, I guess. Um, but mm -hmm. Romney, I think, will definitely vote to convict. That would surprise me if he didn't. Um, I think Markowski and Collins will both do it. Um, I think the last time I counted, I think I had 56. Um, 56 that I think will vote to convict. Right. They need 67. Yep. Um, so something's going to have to change. But if McConnell comes out and says that he's down for it, that's, that's a pretty big poll. Um, as a minority leader, um, right. that would be a pretty big poll, and that might change some things. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, if he gets convicted, he can't run again. Um, and he doesn't get his presidential salary, which I don't think he cares much about. I mean, he gave up his salary for the last four years anyway. So. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's why he's in this. No, I don't really know why he is in this anymore, but... Good question. He's too deep to quit now, I guess. <laughs> too far gone. <laughs> um, but only he knows. Um, anything else? I mean, the Capitol basically shut down in preparation for the inauguration. Yeah, I didn't realize that the inauguration is on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> That's so soon. Yeah. That's insane. So the Capitol area in the national mall is basically on lockdown mm -hmm. um for security protocols i think we read yesterday that where there's i think twenty one thousand national guard members on hand which is more than the soldiers in iraq in iraq and afghanistan right now um so it's a big deal hopefully it'll go smoothly i think we need to be careful um and 
my personal thought would be we need to be careful to not allow what happened at the Capitol to justify too much as far as oh. security goes and as far as crackdown goes to make sure things like that don't happen again. That would be my only worry as a conservative would be my only worry that the government now looks at that and takes it too far, similar to what happened after nine 11 hmm. um, with the Patriot act. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so that would be my only worry. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I think we'll see what happens after the yeah. inauguration, but cause I don't care how many soldiers oh, we have. No, neither do I on the ground. I mean, I do, I'd prefer that there'd be a lot, yeah. but yeah, if we're talking about like surveillance and stuff like that, that can get scary. Yeah, that'll get fishy. But so that's a good. It's a good thing to consider. It's a good thing to have on in the back of our minds. I think. Yeah. Um, but and a lot of it's going to depend on what happens on Wednesday. Correct. So don't do anything stupid, please. If you're by any chance in Washington D.C. right now and listening to this podcast for any reason whatsoever, and you have any thought in your mind to do something really, really stupid at the inauguration, don't do it. Or anything really brave. <laughs> don't do that either. Brave, in quotation marks. I don't know. Um, but yeah, don't. Just, just let it be. Yep. Just Biden's going to be inaugurated and we're all good. We're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. The day afterwards, mm -hmm. we're all going to wake up and we're all going to go to work. And we're all going to be okay. Yep. It's going to be just fine. You lived through eight years of Obama. You can live through four plus of Biden. Four. Maybe. Four. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Who knows? And you live through four years of Trump. 20. Yeah. Not, not everybody did. True. <laughs> but if you're listening to this, you did. True. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be fine. Yep. It's all going to work out. <sighs> well, I think that's all the news we got. I can't think of anything else that happened this week. What's the noteworthy things? Oh, did you hear? Oh, I did hear, just listening to the radio the other day, the lawyer for Jake, what's his face? The horn dude in the Capitol riots. Oh, the Buffalo guy. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is asking for Trump to pardon him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and is also at the same time, he is now blaming President Trump for what happened. Or at least that's his legal argument, is that President Trump holds some culpability and responsibility for the actions that he took. Um, for inciting violence. Yes. Um, okay. Which is interesting, but but it's it's funny. Yeah, I guess we'll see where that goes. Yeah. All right. So <sighs> this is an exciting one. Because we feel like all the other episodes that we've done so far up until this point, we've disagreed on some things. But yeah. generally, we have kind of the same mindset and mind frame around the issue. And we're going to talk about guns today, <laughs> which I think we vehemently disagree on. Could be. Um, we're going to find out, I guess. Based on the, the small conversations that we've had about it. So I'm excited to talk about it. Me too. And the kind of goal that we've talked about on this episode, on this podcast, um, is 
I'm going to come at it from someone on the right, and Ben is going to come at it from someone on the left. I think we're going to both give kind of our opinions and our our staunch thoughts and general ideas about it and what we want and what what our opinions are. And then we're going to try to come to a compromise. Um, we're going to try to figure out a middle ground um, of, as a conservative, I hate this word, but sensible gun legislation. <laughs> um, <laughs> sensible gun legislation um, to make sure guns don't get in the hands of bad guys and as a conservative fight to keep the guns in the hands of the good guys. So, with that being said, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, to, to kick it off, to yeah. explain, so I, I did some reading. Sure. Because I've been a little bit confused about when we talk about gun control and gun legislation, what that actually means. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I feel like it's been a while since anyone's tried to push anything gun related. Since we've been so focused for the last year on the coronavirus, on race issues, on Donald Trump. Yeah. I feel like guns haven't been talked about that much. I get a backseat for sure. So I don't like hear that much about let's do this, let's do that, let's pass this, let's close this loophole, you know, because people aren't focused on it. Mm -hmm. So I went back to the DNC 2020 platform to read what they actually proposed that we do about guns because like I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Yeah. And I was surprised at how conservative it was mm. um, because like I was telling you the other day, I tend to be someone that I think every conservative second amendment activist is afraid that all the Democrats are <laughs> like, I'm the guy You're the boogeyman. that everyone is, a that people don't want to like let vote <laughs> um, because I do not like guns at all. I don't like any of them. I wish none of them existed. I wish nobody had any of them. And I get that that's a fantasy world that will never exist. And that's okay. Um, but you know, if I were God and I could take away everyone's guns, I would. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm just a voter with my vote who belongs to a party that is actually much more conservative than I am in terms of firearm ownership, I guess. So I was surprised at, and you know what? I should probably actually just look it up. Yeah, do it. Um, let's see. DNC platform. Oh, it's right there. You just you did just look it up. It, yeah, uh-huh. It's on my recent searches. <laughs> um, I think I downloaded it too, but I don't remember where I saved the PDF. So we'll just oh, gonna cause your computer to have viruses. <laughs> Probably. Whatever. Yeah. I have viruses. Demon my computer platform. can have viruses. <laughs> gun violence. Ending the epidemic of gun violence is the section. Of the DNC platform. Um, okay. So essentially, this is what it says. Democrats will enact universal background checks and online sales of guns and ammunition. Close dangerous loopholes that currently allow stalkers, abusive partners, and some individuals convicted of assault or battery to buy and possess firearms and adequately fund the federal background check system. We'll close the Charleston loophole and prevent individuals who've been convicted of hate crimes from possessing firearms. Democrats will ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. 
Ooh, okay. I'd forgotten about that one. That's an interesting one. <laughs> well, That's probably the one we're going to talk about a lot. That might be one that we talk about a lot. We'll incentivize states to enact licensing requirements for owning firearms and extreme risk protection order laws that allow courts to temporarily, temporarily remove guns from the possession of those who are a danger to themselves or others. We'll pass legislation requiring that guns be safely stored in homes. And Democrats believe the gun companies should be held responsible for their products, just like any other business, and will prioritize repealing the law that shields gun manufacturers from civil liability. So I expected to open the platform and see Democrats hate guns, all guns, we will take them all away. That's what you would think from listening and to from listening to me. And instead, <laughs> what what I um what I found that's probably the most liberal. So a lot about background checks, a lot about closing loopholes, which from what I understand isn't such a controversial topic like most americans support background checks yep. most americans get frustrated when we talk about loopholes <laughs> i had to look up what the charleston loophole was it's interesting it mm -hmm. should be closed not the way that democrats are proposing it but it should be mm -hmm. um what is it then so the charleston loophole i don't know if it's across certain states or if it's a federal loophole but essentially um there is this guy the story goes who had been convicted of violent crimes and was trying to purchase a firearm. And so they ran a background check. Um, the law was that if the FBI does not complete your background check within three days, it's considered passed. Yeah, it's a no-no. So you're able to go get the gun anyway. Yep, no-no. Which, as you can imagine, there was a clerical error. His paperwork was misplaced by the FBI. He bought a gun. He went and killed people. Yep. So ideally, those kinds of things aren't allowed to happen. Mm -hmm. What the Democrats actually proposed that we do is extend that time frame from three days to 10 days. I just think that makes a big problem a smaller problem. I don't think you should be able to own a gun if you haven't passed a background check at all. So that's how I feel about it. So um, when you say pass a background check at all, uh -huh. what do you mean? Like what things should prevent you from owning a firearm? Um, obviously conviction of violent crimes. Um, I think certain mental health histories probably should prevent you from owning guns. Cause we talk about that a lot. Every time there's a mass shooting, we talk about get, oh yeah. Okay. So the Republican platform did not update in 2020. They mm -hmm. reused the 2016 one. Oh, well, you've already, you've so already done this. I, <laughs> yeah. So I read that one too. And actually it was really interesting. Um, but it was, it was funny yeah. to compare them. Um, control F. Yeah, it's command because freaking Mac. I don't think they use. Do they use the word gun? I don't think they use the. Word How do they not use the word gun? Oh no, you know what it is. The command F doesn't work on the PDF for some reason. So Why? You have to actually, I know it's really annoying. What are we so doing? We have to go. Man, we're making ourselves look bad, um, Republicans. Oh crap! Golly. It's like close to the top. Though, I'm pretty sure. The American dream. Taxes, winning trade policy. Not boring stuff. Financial markets. Those are all of the politics that I don't understand. <laughs> um, How do they not have... Oh, oh, they do have guns. It doesn't work in the... Okay, I was getting upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Preemptively getting upset. Um, um, so while we're looking at that, um, I generally agree with most of what you're saying. Um, I think... I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to give my full opinion yet. I want to wait until you're done. Second Amendment, our right to keep sure. and bear arms. Okay. 
So I'll just read it. So the Republican platform, we uphold the right of individuals to keep and bear arms, a natural inalienable right that predates the Constitution and is secured by the Second Amendment. Lawful gun ownership enables Americans to exercise their God-given right of self-defense for the safety of their homes, their loved ones, and their communities. We salute the Republican Congress for defending the right to keep and bear arms by preventing the president, which at this point referred to Obama, right? By preventing the president from installing a new liberal majority on the Supreme Court, which we'll never have to worry about again. The confirmation to the court of additional anti-gun justices would eviscerate the Second Amendment's fundamental protections. Already, local officials in the nation's capital and elsewhere are defying the court's decisions, upholding an individual right to bear arms as affirmed by the Supreme Court in Heller and McDonald, which are interesting. I read those. I read about them. Oh, they're so cool. Okay. We support firearm reciprocity. This stuff is fascinating. We support firearm reciprocity legislation to recognize the right of law-abiding Americans. So there's an important point. To carry firearms to protect themselves and their families in all 50 states. We Poor DC. We support <laughs> constitutional carry statutes and Long. salute the states that have passed them. We oppose ill-conceived laws that would restrict magazine capacity or ban the sale of the most popular and common modern rifle. That's an interesting phrase. We also oppose any effort, because I don't know what it means. We also oppose any <laughs> effort to deprive individuals of their right to keep and bear arms without due process of law. Also interesting. I'd miss that the first time. We condemn frivolous, frivolous lawsuits against gun manufacturers and the current administration's illegal harassment of firearm dealers. So that is the first statement that's a direct contradiction of the Democratic Party platform. Frivolous lawsuits against gun manufacturers. Right. That's because the first the one Democrats I've noticed. That's just a want to hold gun manufacturers responsible for yep. shootings. Yep. Okay. We oppose federal licensing or registration of law-abiding gun owners, registration of ammunition, and restoration of the ill-fated Clinton gun bans. We call for a thorough investigation by a new Republican administration of the deadly Fast and Furious operation perpetrated by Department of Justice officials who approved and allowed illegal sales of guns to known violent criminals. Yeah. So known violent criminals shouldn't have guns. Correct. That should be a no-brainer. Correct. And I think that's I think that's the crux of the argument that the conserv that conservatives get mm -hmm. scared of is because I think I think we all agree generally that bad guys should not have guns. People who have committed crimes should not have guns. Yeah. People with mental illness should not have guns. And the goal is to make sure those bad guys don't have guns or people with mental illness. People with mental illness aren't necessarily bad guys. Sure. Um, but to make sure people who shouldn't have guns don't get guns. But at the same time, it's important that I, that we allow the good guys who want to own guns to do things such as protect themselves, protect their family, hunting and the reason the second amendment was written wasn't even to do any of those three things the reason the second amendment was written was to potentially allow citizens to protect themselves from a tyrannical government and that's which i have a lot of feelings about <laughs> oh i'm interested in them don't worry no, no. um so that was the original intent of the second amendment Regardless if you agree or with that with with that intent or not, uh -huh. that was the intent of the Second Amendment. Well, and can I add something in there that I think is interesting? Sure. So when we talk about, I think it was the McDonald case. It might have been the Heller case. Mm -hmm. um, but in two thousand eight, the Supreme Court decided, and this is fascinating to me. And I wish that I could remember the actual language that they used because I'm going to butcher it. But essentially, 
the intent of the Second Amendment doesn't matter mm-hmm. when it comes to individual gun rights. What they said is that um, in order to maintain a free state, to maintain a well-regulated militia, individuals will the right to bear arms shall not be infringed upon, right? Mm-hmm. So what they said is that there is an individual right to bear arms, mm-hmm. and the original purpose for that mm-hmm. right was to maintain a free state, have a well-regulated militia, but that's not the only purpose. Yeah. Or in other words, an individual still has a right to bear that. arms outside of the stipulations that are put forward in the Second sure. Amendment. So it wasn't until 2008 that really there was a solid legal precedent establishing an individual. Because in 1939, which I think was the Heller case, mm-hmm. um, basically a guy was arrested for transporting a sawed-off shotgun across state lines. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I have a right to bear arms. And they were like, well, okay, but you're not part of the militia. You're not defending a free state. Like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until 2008 that really the Supreme Court was like, no, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of the purpose of the Second Amendment, which I think is interesting and disagree with, but it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, do you so, dis- why do you disagree with it? Because I don't think that individuals have a right to bear arms. Okay. I'm not sure why we came up with that. Okay. I don't know where that comes from. Okay. Well, I think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, I was going to say, I think it stems from those things, protecting yourself from tyrannical governments and protecting yourself and your family <laughs> from like home invasion or things mm-hmm. like that. Um, Self-defense. Yeah, yeah, that's a better way of putting that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that individuals have a right to be safe. I don't think they necessarily have a right to bear arms because I don't think that them bearing arms is necessarily the way to make them safe. Interesting. Um, I have a stat for you. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so when we talk about tyrannical governments, mm-hmm. I get frustrated for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the first part of the second amendment, right? To maintain a free state. Yeah. Um, suggesting that the right to bear arms was born out of this idea that we need to maintain a a free state, which makes sense because back in 1776 and 1787, it was very important. In fact, it was federally mandated that men owned guns so that we had a militia to defend ourselves. Because we didn't have an army at the time. Right. Exactly. Which didn't help in 1812 because the British came in and burnt our capital down. But at the same time but they didn't win well i don't even know what happened (laughs) to be honest we're not part of britain anymore so i guess you know they can't have won that much um but so we live in a world now where the gun is no longer the ultimate weapon right i don't think any foreign government i don't think people owning guns is going to prevent a tyrannical foreign government from attacking us I half agree with that. I think, I don't know if it would prevent them from attacking us with the weapons you're talking about, but from an actual invasion standpoint, from an actual boots on the ground, we're coming to the United States to invade. I don't know if I agree with that statement because I think you have millions and millions of people who do have firearms and I think Mm -hmm. that makes a difference and at least serves as a deterrent. Well, okay, but the only people that would actually be able to get boots on the ground would be Mexico or Canada. Sure, at this point. And they're not, right. Anyone else would have to swim over or fly over, mm-hmm. and people's guns aren't going to stop that. Our missiles. Well, until know. there's actual boots on the ground. Well, yeah, but they're not going to get here because we have a big navy. Well, I agree now. You know, I agree now. Like I, I, I just feel like it's not an effective. I don't think people aren't invading us because we have people with guns. I think people are invading us because we have nuclear weapons. 
I think people aren't invading us because I think that's true. Ideally, and you know, we actually were attacked by Russia. It was a cyber attack, mm -hmm. and that was huge, and that was a problem. And I think that's the future of warfare. I don't think that people having guns is going to stop anything like that. So, I agree with you currently. Okay. I agree um, that I think our first of all, I think no one could possibly invade the United States of America simply because simply because of our location and how difficult it would be to get boots on the ground here initially. I think that is true as of right now. But I do think things can change. And I think that, I mean, China, I mean, now we're getting into like, China's going to come and take over. Um, I mean, if we let them, they would, you know. But so. China's also, also rising and, and set to surpass us here in the next next year or so in, in their economy. Um, and, and so I, I do see potential sometime down the line of the United States not necessarily being the greatest military power in the world. Right now we are. We're the greatest military force in the history of the world, and our location serves as a deterrent for those trying to invade us. It's nice being on our own little continent out here in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Surrounded by two, <laughs> two countries who could care less. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I do, th I still, I would still hold the opinion that if those things weren't a factor, the fact that we have millions and millions of people with firearms would be a deterrent and would serve as, it would make it more difficult, I would say, to take over the United States. But to your point made earlier about you don't necessarily know if firearms are the best way to keep one safe. Mm. Yeah, I believe is what she said. Yes. So. How many gun deaths were there in the United States in 2019? I think it was like 53,000 or something. Uh-huh. About that. A little over 50,000. Now, the CDC, the same people who put out, the same organization that put out that number, mm -hmm. found how many times were guns used in defensive uses annually, but in 2019 specifically. Ooh. Used in self-defense. Okay. How, how 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 much would you think that number would be? Probably lower than fifty three thousand. And I think that's where your viewpoint is coming from. Okay. The actual number is estimated between five hundred thousand and three million times guns were used in self defense annually. Okay. So a little bit more. So. Where are you getting that number? That was in the, from the CDC. Because I... So the research that I saw was that there are numbers that are about that high, but mm -hmm. those numbers come from 1995, and they're pretty outdated. Okay. So let me see if I can pull those up. Who was listening to me? <laughs> NPR. NPR might not be the the best, but well, I mean, is the first one that popped up. Yeah. Yeah. So this one mentions the nineteen ninety five study. Mm -hmm. 
So the Washington Post, it looks like they said a more reasonable estimate based on the 1995 study would be 100,000. 100,000. Annually. Well, okay, but but you're saying that the CDC released that number, which Correct. is different than the 1995 study. Correct. So maybe on here, I'll Google CDC. Stats are important here. <laughs> they are. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Defense use varies. Yeah, that's fine. So, what's that research study? 60,000 to 2.5 million defensive gun uses each year. That's a huge range. That is a... <laughs> Yeah, first that, of all, that's that changes range. that changes everything. <laughs> Sixty thousand versus two point five million. Okay, well, okay. So let's let's assume that it's more. So even if it is two point five million, let's say mm -hmm. we take the high end of that okay. range. So what? So this is two point five million defensive gun uses. Mm -hmm. Not 2.5 million lives saved Correct. by defensive gun uses. Correct. So I'm thinking of times where, like, for example, I knew this guy once who thought a house was being robbed, and so he walked out with his gun. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, you Mexicans, because they were Hispanic, get away nice. from that house, I have my gun. Sounds like a nice fellow. He has since passed away. He was <laughs> oh. kind of crazy. Um, but <laughs> irrespective of, of his use of <laughs> firearms, he was kind of a crazy dude. But, um, you know, the Hispanic guys who actually were burglaring the house mm -hmm. and had actually mm -hmm. since robbed the house and were now mm -hmm. just hanging out, um, did leave, mm -hmm. but no one's life was in danger. Mm -hmm. So I think that... Okay, so it can't have been more than like 15 <laughs> seconds later. So this guy I know had a gun, threatened some people who had actually already burgled the house. They were on their way out, they were leaving. Mm -hmm. um, so he... So I would call that a defensive gun use, even though no one's life was being threatened in that moment. Sure, I agree. I would call that a defensive gun use. So I think... But to that point... Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. The statistic on 53,000 gun deaths, you right. also have to take into account, that also includes a lot of things. It includes suicide. Oh, yeah. It includes criminals being shot by the police. It includes, includes gang violence. Well, and... And see, that's where, when we talk about those 53,000, um, that, I mean, obviously that's a number that I want to see go down. And so sure, the, sure. As so, do we all. Right, yeah. So these statistics show that guns are used in self-defense, which mm -hmm. is kind of their purpose. I have my own feelings about why guns are created and what their purpose is. Mm -hmm. but, give it to me. Okay. Give me so, your, give so me your here's, opinion. So here's my heart on the subject of guns. <laughs> Guns, particularly assault rifles and handguns, are designed, manufactured to kill people. Okay. That is the purpose that they are designed for. Okay. They are the best handheld weapon that we have to do that because that's literally what they're created to do. They're not put in the hands of people with the intention that they are used for that, mm -hmm. but particularly handguns and particularly assault rifles are designed to kill people. Mm -hmm. Which is why I have a natural aversion to just letting people have them. That makes sense. Because they're designed to kill people. So a lot of these numbers... Well, okay. So to get back to what 
I guess what I was trying to say, that's bearing my soul of how I feel about yeah. guns and why I come at it, at it the way that I do, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, so the research that I had seen, besides that guns are used defensively, is that owning a gun makes you less safe. Um, in what way? In that you are more likely to be killed by a gun if you own one than if you don't. Okay, and where does that... Can you show me that? Yeah. Do you have that with you? I've got it somewhere. <laughs> I'm just interested in like... There's a lot of... I just don't understand how, like, where that number comes, like, how you get that number. Like, what what constitutes safe? Um, like, what do you, what is, what is it meant by you're more safe if you don't own a gun? Yeah, right. So, yeah, I'm not saying you're more safe if you don't own a gun. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that owning a gun, the act of, well, okay, I guess it's the same thing. Never mind. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and you could be right. I could, I mean, I don't know the study specifically or looking yeah. at, but. Oh, yeah, there's that number again, the 2.5 million people, whatever. Um, so let, oh. me get, let me be specific yeah. here as well. Okay. I believe in an individual's right to bear arms. Okay. Because I just saw this statement here that. Um, the gun lobby thinks the assertion that more more good guys with guns beats a bad guy with a gun. I right. don't necessarily think that's the case. Mm. I think I I am a little bit different than because that's something I hear all the time. Yeah, differ from the gun lobby yeah. in that because because mm -hmm. that doesn't quite make as much sense to me. Because um, I personally wouldn't want teachers to have guns or have that in the classroom because that just sounds like a mess to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, that this is a diversion. I'm we're both coming at this from our personal perspectives on this podcast. On this, right? One. Yeah, yeah. Trying this to this one's less so because we do disagree here. I think this one's a little bit less so. Oh, what is the what are Republicans saying? What are Democrats saying? This is what we think, and we're trying to find common ground here and trying to understand one another. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't I don't necessarily think that more guns equals less crime. I I think that's. Because then you're not... You're, it's counterintuitive, for sure. Yeah, with that, I don't think you're talking about an individual's right to keep and bear arms. You're talking about the general idea of more firearms. I think mm. I think that kind of flies in the face. Those are two different things. Yeah, I think an individual's right that to defend sense. himself... I personally think an individual is probably more... And we'll look at your statistics, but mm -hmm. is probably more safe. I know I feel more safe if... Because, because also, because I've taken the time to understand how guns work... And because I've shot them before, before having one that is used in self-defense, because knowing how to use a gun responsibly, I think, is another key factor here and a key element. I don't think anyone, I think they have the right to, but I don't think anyone should just go and buy a gun. Mm. And the first time they use it is in self-defense. I think that's dangerous. And I think oh, yeah. No, you should know what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> yes. So sure. I know I personally feel safer when there's a gun in my house. Um, because... I think it makes it an equalizer. I'm a small guy. Like I'm not very strong. I'll say that right now. <laughs> and if a big 250 pound guy came busting into my house and wanted to steal things in my home or hurt me or my wife, there'd be very little that I could do to stop him. 
or to defend my wife. But if I have a gun in the home, whether or not that guy has a gun, it's an equalizer. It now evens the playing field for us mm. to the sense to the extent where, okay, now I feel like I could do something to defend myself and my wife. And so it makes me personally and individually feel more safe. Right. To have a gun in the household. But I think the statement that generally just speaking more guns equals equals less crime. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Okay. Yeah. So what, well, and I think home invasion is probably the biggest one. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that when we talk about like having a gun makes you safer, that's what we're talking about. Yep. And so I'm having trouble tracking down any actual studies. Most of these are just articles that are like, according to all mm -hmm. this research. So we, and I believe, I believe you when you say you found something, I just, I'd, I'd be interested to see well, like, I, I, I should what say, it meant. Yeah, no, I didn't find like an actual article that I read, like written as uh -huh. a research article that mm -hmm. showed these conclusions. Basically what I find online are experts saying we've read the research and largely this is what it says. Okay. So, so the explanation there that why, so having a gun, Apparently, the research has shown in general makes you more susceptible to homicide and suicide. Suicide makes sense. Yeah. Because I, if you own a gun, it's a lot easier to kill yourself with a gun than it is to kill yourself any other way. I agree. Um, and it's much more effective because, again, these are, you know, designed to kill people. <laughs> so it's a lot easier to kill yourself with a gun than with something else. Um, but, but the statement that I found was basically that um, when you have a gun in your home if you're being robbed you're more likely to try and confront that person with your gun mm -hmm. which could lead to a deadly encounter and see i wouldn't as opposed to right which is good mm -hmm. um as opposed to you know running away or hiding or calling the police or sure. setting off your car alarm or doing something else to try and deter them right sure. um it also makes you more likely they think because it seems like it's also less safe to carry a gun outside of the home than to not carry a gun um, because you're more likely to engage in risk-taking behaviors. Like you're more likely to walk down that dark alley because you own a gun and you feel like you're safer. So you end up unwittingly kind of putting yourself in more dangerous situations that could lead to you getting hurt or killed. Um, so ideally we live in a world where everyone has burglar alarms where people mm -hmm. aren't taking risks with their safety because they have a gun. Mm -hmm. um, and then we wouldn't have instances where, you know, people feel like they have to have a gun to go confront a home invader, mm -hmm. which could then lead to, because if I'm breaking into your house, mm -hmm. And I hear a police siren outside. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run away. Sure. If I break into your house and you come at me with a baseball bat, I'm probably, well, I guess I might shoot you. But if I come into your house and you come at me with a gun, I'm definitely going to shoot you. So I think the, the idea here is that there's better ways to protect ourselves from home invasion even though it feels like, like you said, like it feels like it's not an equal playing ground. Mm -hmm. or, an, or an equal playing level playing field, Correct. you know, because it's not. Because if he comes in your house with a gun mm -hmm. and you don't have a gun, mm -hmm. then if you guys have to go at it, then yeah, it's not going to be even. Mm -hmm. But again, this person doesn't want to come in and kill you usually, right? They want to come in and steal your stuff and leave. Sure. So, so 
it's this weird kind of like it, it makes you feel safer and in some ways it does make you safer mm -hmm. but then and you know logically you'd think it would make you safer but then the research is showing that it doesn't okay um and i would i'd be interested in, in reading seeing those studies and seeing what you what you read uh, um, i'll find them for you sometime um <laughs> my my personal thought on that is i i just simply have because if someone were to enter my home and i had a gun in my home mm. and my use of the gun because again my my opinion harbors on the individuality mm -hmm. on an individual's right to bear arms so my individual right to bear arms what i would do to use a gun is it would be a deterrent mm. especially if someone was just trying to break into my house and steal my stuff mm -hmm. i might cock it i might um i might make it so they can hear that i have a gun mm -hmm. in hopes that they would run away you're not going to walk at them with your gun. no my goal would not be to initially shoot them. Good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's because no. that's asking for trouble, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I think I would have the full right to shoot them if they entered my home. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And they they were in there illegally, but mm -hmm. my initial reaction would not be to shoot. My initial reaction would be to let him to, know that I have a gun. Away. Uh huh. And if you do try to harm me or my family i will shoot you sure yeah and that i think again that goes back to the responsible gun ownership part mm -hmm. i think i think that that is what the gun owners that i've met i think that is most of their reactions yeah because i've, I've talked to several about this very thing and some of them do say yeah i would just I would shoot them in the face if they were coming into my house. But the vast majority of people that I've spoken to, and this is anecdotal, mm -hmm. um, it's not evidence, but the vast majority of people that I've personally spoken to, their reaction would be, my initial thought would not be to, sh to pull the trigger. My initial thought would be to be a to use it as a deterrent. Sure. And at the very least, I think it does equalize the playing field for someone like me mm -hmm. or for a woman. Mm-hmm. If someone, if a woman lived alone or and was single, or was even, if a woman was walking in the in the street at night, sure, and had a gun, it's an equalizer. Yeah, it's oh, you are trying to do something wrong to me. Uh -huh. I have this right here, and no, you're not. Right, and I think that is where most gun owners are looking at it from that point of i'm fumbling my words here um of it's not necessarily like i'm not jack bauer i'm not gonna no. come after you with my handgun no right i think there are those people i think to think there aren't those people <laughs> would be insane we saw sure. some of them yeah, at the yeah, capitol yeah. um right. but i think the vast majority of the millions and millions and millions of people who own guns mm -hmm would fall under that category of this is a defense mechanism right this is a way to even the playing field right um which is good to hear because from the liberal point of view we assume that everyone's gun-toting hicks and that as soon as you hear someone walk across the threshold you're standing there with your assault rifle right like ready to no. go no like <laughs> so that's good to know that there are people that are like no i don't want to shoot anyone no like, i would i would love if we everybody got out of here alive right but just yeah, don't come yeah. into my house right 
and leave without taking anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So that yeah, so that's good to hear. That makes sense to me. And and so I think that's where the individual right of self defense comes. Is I believe mm-hmm. that I have that right. Sure. I'm not strong enough to defend myself against a 250 pound man, and therefore my right to self defense. I don't have that if I don't have a firearm. I see. If I don't have a weapon that evens the playing field, I don't have a right to self-defense. That's not an inalienable thing that I own Mm. because I can't defend myself. Well, and see, the nice thing about other deterrent mechanisms is that you wouldn't have to, right? Like, it doesn't have to be mano a mano, you versus him. Mm -hmm. If you have a good burglar alarm or, like, a big dog or something, you know, like, you're not in this alone. So... My issue with that is I just don't – I mean, the, the average – I think I looked it up. The average police response time in the United States is around 18 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, no. Screw the police. I'm not talking about them. I'm saying like, – <laughs> Defund the police? I was saying – Question mark? So what I'm saying <laughs> is um, – is, um, um, yeah, I mean, I think the police need to be better funded, and I think response times need to be lower, and I think they would be if they were better funded if we had a better police force. Amen. But, um, like, there is research showing somewhere that I haven't looked up in a long time, but I'm pretty sure it exists, that, like, just a loud noise, sure. right? Like, hearing the burglar alarm sure. is enough to scare them away. Yep, I think that's true. Because even if it is 18 minutes, they're like, okay, what can I grab in 18 minutes? Ah, not worth it, you know? And then they leave. Yeah, and I think I think that's generally I think you could say that the vast majority of cases. I think that's true. But there are also a good chunk of cases. We just had one here in, in Mesa mm-hmm. a couple months ago where a lady was home alone and she had a burglar alarm. Mm-hmm. And I think it I think it was either one or two. I don't remember the, the amount, but someone came into her house and broke in and was attempting to do her harm mm-hmm. and she shot them. Mm-hmm. And nobody, I don't think either one of them died because I think it was two. I think it was two men. Oh. And I don't think either one of them, either one of them died, but she shot both of them and both of them were taken into custody. But the burglar alarm didn't do anything. They ignored it. No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And she used that. And she used that in self-defense. Yeah. Because I think that's the crux here. Like an individual right to bear arms stems from the right to to self-defense. And I think that's the argument from the, the pro gun, the pro gun side. Right. Is that it's not necessarily we have an individual right to own a gun, necessarily. In my mm. head. In my head, I don't. It's not necessarily just a right to. It doesn't say the right to bear a gun. Right. It says the right to bear arms. And I okay. think if you have something that wow. evens the playing field, so you have a right to self defense, yeah. and are able to secure that right. And right now, I think that's a gun. Okay. That makes sense. I agree with that. I think people do have a right to defend themselves. Um, And I think, and if I'm being honest, I think a gun is the best way to defend yourself because it is, and 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 I'm going to be careful with the way I say this, it's the best way to defend yourself Mm -hmm. because it is a weapon that's designed to kill whatever is trying to hurt you, right? Sure. I don't think it's necessarily the best way to protect yourself or to keep yourself from harm. Okay. Um, But if we're talking about your right to Mm self-defense, yeah, I think it is the best way to defend yourself. That makes sense to me. Because in the word defense, right, is implied a fight, is implied a battle, is implied that someone is trying to hurt you. Yes. And you have to defend yourself 
Yeah. Yes. I and I yeah. just tend to think that a gun at this point in the where we are in the world, mm-hmm. because of the weapons, including guns that are available to bad guys. Yeah. I think a gun is in some ways the only way to secure your right to to defend yourself. Okay. In those situations, if the guy's got a gun and I don't, he's he's got me and my family at whatever whatever he wants. Hmm. Whatever he wants to do to me and my family at that point, he can. Because he's got a gun staring down the barrel. And that goes back to your God idea of be better off if we nobody had guns. Which is great. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I think it would be better off Never if <laughs> nobody in this world had a gun Never gonna or weapons or wanted to hurt each other. Right. I think it would be wonderful. Yeah. But I just think with the world the way we are now, I think a gun in my home is the only way for me to protect myself and defend myself mm. against someone else with a gun or someone else who could physically harm me or my or my family. Okay. Can I bring up one other thing? Sure. And this is kind of anecdotal too. Sure. Um, I love anecdotes. And we talked about well because you know as long as as we're talking about like yeah we want to be general and we want to explain in general how you know liberals and conservatives feel mm-hmm. i do a poor job of that because i don't feel the same way that generally other liberals feel i think but so anecdotally i know and and this is kind of a separate point because i, I think i agree with you and i'm i am understanding better now the idea behind the right to bear arms and the right to self-defense that makes sense to me and i think that there are people that probably understand that like basically the point I'm about to make is that you're also very likely to hurt yourself with your own gun, not even necessarily a suicide situation. Sure. Um, but you know, I might rather get shot by my own gun by myself on accident than have someone else shoot me with their gun on purpose, <laughs> even if that's less likely to happen. Well, and I would rather potentially an accident happen and something happen to me than someone be able to enter my house, shoot me or handicap me mm-hmm. and then do something to my wife. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so I understand and I appreciate those fears. Um, I, and coming from me personally, I know one person that has stopped a home invasion with a gun Mm -hmm. um, and that they actually couldn't find their ammunition and basically pistol whipped the guy in the back of the head (laughs) and knocked him out. And that was how they stopped the home invasion. Um, But I know a lot of people that have either killed themselves with their guns on purpose Mm -hmm. or have injured themselves on accident. Mm -hmm. And in some of these cases, these are even people that would make fun of me or my family for not owning guns. Sure. Um, I know one guy who used to tease my brothers for not wanting to go shooting with him and his family and things like that. And he slept with a pistol under his mattress, flipped his mattress one day, and the pistol went off and he shot himself in the leg. Yeah, not a good so, idea. No. So I, I think what, what's hard for me, just I guess to kind of sum up how I feel, mm-hmm. is that... I guess we're going to split this into two parts because we're... We're just now getting the we point. Have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that'd be fine because, you know, yeah, it's, it's an important, yeah. difficult topic. We can just go. But we'll go. Yeah, but it's the fact that, like, I want this 53,000 number to go down. Yeah. And, and it's even though it would mean people would feel like they're not being defended. And even though it would mean that, you know, and again, a mano a mano situation here where a home invader has a gun and you have a gun, that's not going to be on balance anymore. I really think that people are going to be safer in general from themselves, especially if there are fewer guns out there. Sure. Which is why I wish that 
you know, like these laws in DC that were overturned because you can't just ban an entire type of weapon, mm-hmm. um, according to the Supreme Court anymore. But like, if we could ban handguns and just take them away from everyone, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have people flipping their mattress and shooting themselves in the leg. We wouldn't have people killing themselves with their own handguns. They might find some other way to do it, but it's going to be a lot harder. Sure. You know, like I just feel like but we'd would, live in a safer world. But would because. By banning handguns, sure, you're automatically saying, okay, this is against the law, so people who are going to follow the law will now get rid of their handgun mm-hmm. or get rid of their guns in general. Mm-hmm. And that, and I agree with you, that would mm-hmm. take down the accident number, mm-hmm. but I tend to believe that you would have the bad guys who still have their who guns because they don't care about the law. And that number would mm-hmm. increase. And that would become much more likely for someone well, to enter a home, knowing that no law-abiding citizen now is going to have a gun. See, yeah, and and I've heard that a lot before too. And I think that that's valid, right? Like, if you don't care about the law because you're a criminal, then if the law is you can't have a handgun anymore, they don't care. They're still going to have a handgun. Yep. Um, I know a guy whose house was broken into and his guns were stolen. And so I'm wondering how these bad guys get their guns. And I wonder if fewer good guys had guns, maybe it would be harder for bad guys to get guns. Well, and I think that's where we can start talking about like the compromise. Yeah. Is the point of <laughs> which, this. Which we might have to do next time, by the way. <laughs> Turns out there's a lot to discuss. Because <laughs> I think, at least now that we've talked about it a little bit, I think we're both on the same similar page of the goal is to get the, the guns out of the hands of people who would do others harm. Well, yeah, but even more than that, I want the goal to be that we would keep guns out of the hands of people who would do themselves harm. Okay. Or I, people who are more likely to be in situations where they would be harmed because they have a gun. Okay, so what would that look like? Like from a practical perspective? Nobody owns guns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just just that's, taking, see, taking into account what you said like before of, okay, you understand that it's used as self-defense and you yeah. have the right to self-defense. So, is banning guns out of the question now then because of your point made earlier of now you understand that it's a self-defense thing and you don't want to take that away? I, but see, but I still do. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, in my head, I feel like the numbers would go down if we just took all the guns away, Mm -hmm. right? And yeah, there are going to be these horrible, awful stories of people whose houses are broken into and they're murdered in awful, gross ways, and then they don't have guns to defend themselves, and that's terrible. We're also going to have fewer stories of people shooting themselves with their own guns on purpose or on accident, Mm -hmm. or putting themselves in situations where they end up being shot by a gun. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so I understand that we live in a world where we can never take all the guns away, Mm -hmm. and that would start a revolution. And and that's... And honestly, I'm, I'm becoming more okay with the thought that we're just, I think America's built different. Like, we just, you can't take them away. We built different. We are, but we are, though. Like, I remember thinking about, because I was actually going to read, when you're saying, okay, but what does that look like? Mm-hmm. What I want to do is look at the examples of other countries and see, like, what kind of firearm restrictions have been put in place and what kind of effects that's had. Or even, like, look at America and see if there are cities or counties where gun restrictions have been put in place and what that's looked like. Um because ultimately I don't think there is a perfect solution yet. We would have found it and done it. Right. But, but I don't know if those solutions are going to generalize. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't know if, 
um, <laughs> we have like what three times as many guns per capita than any other country in the world or something yeah. like it's just we're built different i don't know if it would work so you know to answer your question and if we do a part two next week maybe we'll have to look into like i know i'm gonna have to look up and be like hey but what's that actually gonna look like because i can't just take everyone's guns away that's not feasible you know so to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what that looks like because I'm not God and I can't just take your guns away even though I wish I could. Yeah, no, I think that's... And, and I think we will get into that a little bit of, of what that kind of looks like because from a conservative perspective, I don't think everyone should have a gun. Um, I think that we need to do a better job of making sure people who shouldn't have guns do not get them. Um, I don't necessarily know what that looks like either. I don't necessarily know how to do one without also restricting people who want to purchase firearms legally and mm -hmm. who would be responsible gun owners from attaining guns. And, and there's also still that question. I don't think we're ever going to agree on this. There's still the question of, we talked about a foreign tyrannical government mm -hmm. coming, but I again, I think the main purpose of the Second Amendment was to protect from a tyrannical government, and that includes a domestic one. Which, can I just tack one thing on sure. in the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a tyrannical government, and the gun people haven't done anything about it. And I'm not saying that they should. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they should go out and shoot the police. What do you I'm mean when you say they... we have Trump government? Well, I'm saying that, you know, with the fact that Trump has been so close to overturning a democratic election, the fact that he's used police and military forces to infringe upon people's rights to assemble and things like that, mm -hmm. I think we very much live in that world that a lot of Second Amendment activists are afraid of, hmm. where the government has the power to stop protests where the government has the power to influence our elections and because the president who's doing that belongs to the party that's supported by the nra you know the despot as long as the gun owners elect him mm -hmm. can continue being the despot so i think if he were a democrat this would never fly but because he's a republican because he's a conservative quote unquote not traditionally obviously no he's not but because the gun people feel like he's their guy yeah. they're gonna let him do whatever he wants including create a fascist regime if he wants to so it's frustrating to me to be like this is what you've been talking about the whole time mm -hmm. is protecting us from big government who wants to overturn our elections and now here's a guy trying to overturn the election what are you gonna do are you gonna go shoot him no you haven't tried to and if you tried to, you would be arrested by the FBI, which is good because you can't just go shoot people. Sure. But like, this is what you've been excited for the whole time. This is what you've been talking about the whole time. And because he's your guy. Excited for. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. They're like, bring it on. Come take him. You know, What's, what are you going to do? Yeah, no, it's, I think it's an interesting dynamic. Um, just throw that out there. <laughs> Pisses me off. Yeah, that's fine. Get, get it out. Get it all out. <laughs> I'm done. I don't need to get say anything else today. <laughs> we'll do a part two. We will. It'll it's, come. It'll come next week. I, yeah. I think. I think we should. There's a lot more to hash out here. Sorry to end it on that. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about more next time. Yep. We're gonna go shooting. Uh, we're gonna go shooting in video games. <laughs> <laughs>